your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 283 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Piller out in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app free and join Pilsy and I weekly to get in on a bigger picture chat regarding the Ottawa Senators, and it's interactive too. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, huge signing to report today in the organization. The Belleville Sens have signed Joe Carroll, out of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds to an amateur tryout. That fills a void up front. Belleville, we always talk about how short they've been with the taxi squad stealing a couple of would-be players and more. So Joe Carroll comes in for some depth. We'll tell you about him, but I digress because the real signings are the ones that didn't happen. Pilsy and I are going to give our list of reasons why we heard nothing of JBD, Shane Pinto, and maybe to a lesser extent, Jake Sanderson. What's next for them? Plus, we take a look around the North Division with a full week off between Ottawa Senators games. What better time to check in on the rest of Canada? All that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, and Pilsy, I want to start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our listeners once again. Another month in the book, and well, besides January when everyone was fired up, we finally got hockey back. This was our most downloaded month at Locked On Senators, so thank you to all the listeners, and Pilsy, thank you for doing this every day with me. Hey, we have a blast here, whether they're Sens games or not. And yeah, we couldn't do it without you guys. Another good month for the Locked On Senators podcast. And I can tomorrow can't come soon enough, Ross. Like, I don't know how many times I have to say it. This break just seems so long. And the Senators, they keep us waiting for even longer. We thought, all right, at least we're going to have a chunk of news. The hashtag Nodak Sens are going to tell us whether they're signing and going professional or going back to college. We have heard nothing. Well, we've heard of two other North Dakota fighting Hawks. They've lost their fighting Sens mantra, but the seniors have signed. Jordan Kawaguchi was the first pin to drop around 11 o'clock this morning. We're recording, by the way, around 6.30 p.m., a later recording because we were waiting with anxious breath, hoping, praying that we would be breaking down Senator's signings. But Jordan Kawaguchi goes to the Dallas Stars, an amateur tryout for him for the rest of this year. And then because of his age, a one-year entry-level deal next year. Dallas, a good spot for Kawaguchi, but because it's an amateur tryout, he will not be able to play NHL games for them. And then Matt Kierstead, the left defender, he signs with Florida. By all accounts, this one is not officially reported by the team, but it looks all situations pointing to Kierstead joining the Panthers. And what does that do in the immediate? It opens up spots at left D and more minutes. Kierstead led UND in ice time in that 5 OT game, Pilsy. So stick taps to the vets for moving on, but locked on Senators, the question is here, why have we not heard from Pinto, JBD, and Sanderson? 
Yeah, first off, I think those are great landing spots for both those guys, Dallas, an injury-riddled team. And I'm not really sure what their prospect pool is like. Probably not that great. Uh, Usually Stanley Cup contending teams don't have great prospect pools. So adding a free guy like Kawaguchi, I think is going to really set that prospect pool up, raise the bar a little. And then you look at Kierstad, Florida Panthers, Aaron Ekblad just went down for the season. I think if if you're going to sign anywhere out of college, going to Florida is not a bad idea just weather-wise. So that's a nice spot for Kierstad. And yeah, I do not know why we didn't hear any news. I like your uh, galaxy brain opinion though, that um, it's just the young guys showing respect tipping that cap to the vets being like, you know what, this is your day. Let's let's all praise Cal Gucci going to Dallas and uh, Kierstad probably going to Florida. Give them their shine. Right, right, Pilsy. The captain, Kawaguchi first, and then Kierstad. Let the seniors have their shine before moving on to the third member of the captaincy group that was in North Dakota, and that's JBD. However, what happened in my mind, except for when I turned galaxy brain, is – I'm not worried yet when it comes to JBD. I think he's the most likely to sign. But we're going to get an announcement of all of their futures at the same time. Do you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. Or Like, why wouldn't we? Like, what's going on that they're only dealing with one individually? And they must have been in talks by now, right? Like, so there's got to be stuff set up. The plan has to be in place is, is what I'm saying. And I guess they're just waiting for some way to announce it differently i honestly don't know guys but i it's going to be so interesting to see what ends up happening because yeah i'm with you i think jbd has the best chance then you get pinto probably gonna sign pro too whether he goes to belleville or uh ottawa not really sure and then jake sanderson's a big question mark wild card clevin's going back to und that's just the right decision for everyone so I just want the news so we can stop doing the hypotheticals. No doubt. And when you look at JVD, he also has the most leverage because if he does go back for what would be his senior season, although there is the extra year of eligibility, COVID and all that, he would lose the rights to Ottawa and would he be able to be Matt Kierstad next year and sign wherever he'd like. Knock on wood that that is not the case. We'll be all over that at Send Central whenever the news breaks. Pilsy, let's have some fun hypotheticals. What do you think they were doing today? just hanging out on campus and at Nodak, like let's go here. You got an entire city waiting on you. I have no idea. My, my best guess is North Dakota. That's a place they love the outdoor sports. So I think Jake Sanderson was a big fisher. No, it was Clevin. We were talking to him about fishing. And uh, so my guess is the boys are just out on a fishing, a hunting (laughs) trip, no cell service. Pierre's trying to call them left, right, and center. He's throwing coffees everywhere and uh, they just can't get a hold of him. So that's my best guess because what else are you doing out in North Dakota? Well, Shane Pinto was a baseball guy growing up in Long Island. Maybe he's just getting fired up for opening day, and he just wants that to be all he's focused on. Of course, these are all tongue-in-cheek. It's uh, just a shame that we don't know yet because Boston College lost three players. Now, they were all sophomores, but they had three three signings today. Matt Boldy went to Minnesota, Alex Newhook to Colorado, and their 13th overall pick goalie signed in Florida. So busy day if you're the Panthers signing a couple of guys to their reserve list. Ottawa, it's coming, though. Eventually, they will sign. And I'm just waiting to be rectified where it is because they're waiting for the seniors. So that's what we're sticking with right now. Nothing to be worried about. Pilsy, if we are having the same conversation tomorrow, will you be nervous that it's not going to happen? 
I don't think nervous. I just will be confused. Like they have to make some sort of decision, whether they're signing or going back, they have to make some sort of decision. And like you said, JBD is probably the one you're a little nervous about because he's got that leverage, but I don't see why they wouldn't want to sign pro if they thought they were ready with the Ottawa Senators. It's a, there's so many spots available almost that, that have been like left warm for them, like Pinto and JBD that it, it would, I think it'd be a foolish move to go somewhere else. So I'm expecting it's going to happen. It's just frustrating waiting and waiting and waiting. We have one more news note regarding senators in the college ranks. Last week we reported that Jakob Novak was leaving Bentley university and he's found a home at Northeastern. So a step up in terms of program Northeastern, a little bit more, I won't say well-respected, but well-known across America. He'll be in the bean pot next year. Yeah, that's what against, I was going to say. Against Harvard, Boston College, Boston University. So excited to see him develop as well. One more year, and then the Sens will have to make a decision on their seventh-round pick from 2018 as well. So we'll wait with that. Pilsy, I've got one more prospect note for you after I tell you about Locker Room. If you've been with us the last two Locker Rooms, thank you. It's something we're going to do every week here as a part of the Locked On Network. We are partnered with Locker Room. Locker Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download. What's your excuse? Talk to me, other fans, Pilsy as well, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Pilsy and I were actually talking about doing our locker room this week, the moment that it's announced what's going on with the Nodak Sens. It's not often, like people might think we're overreacting about how invested we are in learning this news, but it's unprecedented, unparalleled, should I say, as a Sens podcast, to have four top prospects, three if you exclude Clevin, who is just going to get more playing time with Kierstad moving on, where you have a fifth overall pick, the first pick in the second round, and another first rounder waiting to make a decision on a team that needs players as soon as possible. So the moment that happens, we're going to be breaking it down on the Locker Room. Now, all you need to do to download the Locker Room app is the iOS App Store. That's right. Right now, it's only available on Apple in the iOS Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the NHL group. You can follow me at Ross Levitan. Follow Pillsy at Brandon Pillar, and you'll be notified when we go live every week. We'll also tweet it out at Send Central on Twitter. So like I said, floating this week, we've been doing it Sunday mornings, but this week it's going to be whenever we learn the news of the Nodak Send. So come with your spiciest takes too. We love opening up the chat to a group conversation, and that is the beauty of Locker Room, a live audio-only sports talk platform. Download the Locker Room app free in the iOS store, create your profile and join us in the locker room. And once you're done chatting with us in the locker room, you're going to need some energy because you're going to be tired after all those hot takes, after all those heated debates. That's the best part about the locker room. But if you want some flavor and some energy after, you got to turn to Built Bar Protein Bars. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You guys know it. I'm sure if you're a longtime listener of the Locked On Centers podcast by now, you have to have tried Built Bars. Otherwise, we're just going crazy here telling you about them. But for new listeners, this is our protein bar. 16 amazing flavors. Eight chocolate with nut. Eight chocolate nut-free flavors. So you get some variety there. The best part about Built Bar, well, I'll tell you the two best parts. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, whether it's white chocolate 
or dark chocolate or milk chocolate. They've got it all. Then my second favorite part, the texture is great, soft and easy to chew. The bars are low calorie, high sugar, high protein, and high fiber. The nutritional grand slam, as Ross likes to call it. So how are you going to know which flavors to choose from? There's so many different ones. I'm going to tell you some of my favorites and we got to start. This is just an all-time classic. I feel like I might have done this one recently, but you, you got to play the hits. Play the classics. Peanut butter brownie. You get the 100% covered chocolate. Then you get some peanut butter in there, some added protein. 19 grams of protein in one protein bar. That is insane. That's what the peanut butter does for you. Then if you love chocolate, why not throw another brownie flavor in there? So that is Pillsy's pick of the day, peanut butter brownie. How are you going to get those Built Bars? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time for you guys, that's BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, Pillsy, we know that Ridley Gregg's been eating his Built Bars. This guy comes to play every single night. Did you happen to catch the clip where he put? his opponent's stick into the 19th row yeah and i think the caption was ridley greg will never not be entertaining so and hey you know what this is an entertainment like i love guys like that like imagine if you can get brady kachuk on the top line then you get some sort of grinder on the second line and then ridley greg as the grinder chippy guy on the third line and then austin watson on the fourth line like this team is going to be a pest to play against one day. And Ridley Gregg out there in Brandon, he also scored his third goal of the season, ho-hum. Yeah, he's up to 11 points in seven games, mixing in 21 penalty minutes, although we already know many of those came on his greasy hit in the first game of the season. So I don't even want to give him stick taps for that. That was bad hit from behind. But I'm waiting for the day that it's Alex Formanton and Ridley Gregg on the same Yeah, line. I like that. Just flying around there, finishing every check. Maybe a guy like Parker Kelly or others. I mean, you could pick and choose who to, who to play with those two guys, and you wouldn't piss me off with an answer. But they're going to piss off many opponents. So we love following first-round picks. The forgotten one especially. He's wearing an A in Brandon. He's showing leadership on the point plateau. And uh, his goal was an absolute tap-in as well. I think you would have put that one in the back of the net. Yeah, well, usually I'm stopping pucks, but hey, my backhand's not too bad either. No, not at all. So Joe Carroll is the other guy who uh, is, is joining the organization, albeit on an amateur tryout. So I don't think we need to dive in too much to Joe Carroll, but it's a local guy. So how can you hate on that? Yeah, and another nice move by the Sens. And look, he's 20 years old, six foot three, 194 pounds, so not bad size, left winger. This is a guy that can step into Belleville in a bottom six role and probably help out. 25 goals last season in the OHL in 52 games. Like, as a guy that age, it's not really impressive. But, I mean, the guy can play, right? So, <laughs> that's what the Senators need. They need guys who can play. That's literally the goal right now for the Ottawa Senators. So, throw him in the lineup. Hopefully, he can get some good chemistry with the boys and uh, help this team trend in the right direction for a little bit. He was on a five-game point streak before COVID ended last OHL season, including five goals in his last four games. So we know he can produce at that level, but let's see what he can do. I'm sure he'll be used sparingly under Troy Mann in Belleville. But that's kind of a wrap-up on what's going on below the surface in the organization because at the NHL level, it is the waiting game of all waiting games, and nothing pissed me off more than watching the Montreal Canadiens play a game on Tuesday night. They were scheduled 
to play the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday night. But because they got COVID, Ottawa's now waiting again and again. They better come out firing on all cylinders. That was not the case in terms of Winnipeg's, in terms of Edmonton's effort against Montreal. Only 16 saves in the shutout for Carey Price. How wild is that to offensively to, for a team like Edmonton on top of it? Yeah, yikes. That is terrible. I didn't catch any of that game. The only thing that anyone seems to want to talk about is that Connor McDavid elbow to Kotkaniemi's face. Yeah, I mean, it rode up, no doubt. He was frustrated as well. Kotkaniemi gave him a little two-hand across the wrist. And McDavid's a superstar who doesn't seem to get calls. And he takes that frustration out. Or maybe it's just the frustration that he's played, what, five playoff games and he's been in the league for five years. There has to be some of that in there too. But Connor McDavid's a fiery guy. He got fined $5,000, which is the equivalent of you and I getting fined a penny. But that's a story for another day. However, the story for tomorrow is going to be that game, and we're going to be all over it here at Locked On Senators. As we're talking about the Canadian division, I think we should continue on that path because we've been so locked into what the Sens have been doing, and recently it's been the Calgary Flames, and, well, that's about it. However, there is a lot of interest going on in the North Division. The teams are almost well set. However, I'm going to ask Pilsey which matchups he wants to see in the first round and what he's going to be betting with at betonline.ag because not only is the NHL coming down to the wire, but the NCAA tournament, both the men's and women, are on to the final four. Not as wild of odds as you see through the round of 64 and so on and so forth, but right now it's down to the wire. What I like to do at betonline.ag is go straight to the winner. Who's going to win the tournament? Now there's only four teams, so 25% chance, give or take. There's some serious favorites, though. I saw UCLA is plus 1,100 going into their final four matchup. So, hey, that's fun to gamble on, but so is the National Hockey League. If you want to hit on Pillsy's Parlay of the Day, head over to his Twitter, at BrandonPillar1, because, like I said, we're recording this at 6.45. I'm going to try to get this out as soon as possible, but it'll probably be dated. So if you follow Brandon on Twitter, you've got his picks of the day. You can follow me as well at Ross Levitan and the account for the show at send central. And where do we go for all of our gambling needs? And whenever we tweet out lines, it's always betonline.ag and you should be using them too. And if you don't already, how's this for a little welcome offer, you can go to betonline.ag right now, create your free account. And when you make your first deposit, put in the promo code locked on and that'll get you 50% welcome bonus in your account. Bingo, bango, bongo. You put in 200 bucks, that's 100 free right there for you. You put in 100, that's 50. Free play money to bet with Pillsy's Parlay of the Day. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. And don't forget the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Make sure you're subscribed and following the Locked On Senators podcast all over social media and in your podcast app. Leave a review as well. We always appreciate that. Stick taps to the fans who have led us to being the number one show on the NHL Locked On channel for 24 out of the last 25 weeks. That's almost a half a year, and we continue to get fired up each and every time we record, and that's because we love interacting with you guys, not only here about daily sends, news, and everything surrounding the organization, but on Twitter as well, whenever you have questions. So hit us up there. But Pilsy, let's get into the North Division before we end on a few Ottawa Senators notes, including 
a great thread from our own buddy, Laleem's Martian, regarding the newest Ottawa Senator, Mike Amadio. What would be your ideal North Division first-round matchups in terms of quality entertainment? Well, I think if you're looking at uh, playoff matchups, I would keep it the way it is now and have Toronto up against Montreal. That's probably how it's going to shake out. Montreal has so many games in hand that I'd be shocked if they don't end up making the playoffs. And I think the other three teams have enough of a lead that if they can stay consistent, they're going to hold their spots. So I'd love to see Toronto up against Montreal, Winnipeg up against Edmonton, and then we got to see the superstar. So I want to see Edmonton win that matchup and Toronto win that matchup. Relax. Toronto, Edmonton, Matt, round two would no. be absolutely hilarious because no matter who wins or who loses, someone is completely embarrassed and their offseason is thrown for a crazy loop. So that's how I'd see it shake out. You don't think the Leafs offseason is going to be wild if they don't make it out of the first round of the playoffs again in the North Division? They finally get to avoid uh, Boston in the playoffs and they haven't had to go head-to-head with Tampa or Florida, for that matter. Put some respect on the Panthers' name. They're having a hell of a season. They avoid that division and they still can't make it out of the first round? To me, the comedy of that would be all time. So I'm going to go Toronto-Edmonton in the first round. Oh, I'll get it done right away. Right away. Everybody's fresh. Everybody's feeling it. And then goalie-friendly show. How could you not want to see Price and Hellebuck battle it out? Montreal and Winnipeg. They've also had a couple great matchups uh, together this season. And they just seem to have good theater. So I'm going to go Winnipeg-Montreal as the 2-3. Maybe even the one four, man. If Winnipeg beats Toronto tonight, they jump them into first place. Don't let that slip out of the question. And if Toronto can't finish first, man, the comedy tour continues. To me, that's just where this needs to go. So I'm going to go with uh, those as my matchups. And since you gave a second round, I'll give my predictions already. I'll say Winnipeg advances and Edmonton. And then I got Winnipeg coming out of this division. Their, their offense is clicking right now. We had Sarah Oleski on Leafs Lunch today. You know what she said about Nikolai Ehlers and how he's producing so well? Point per game, by the way, the highest clip of his career. He was always on a line with Line A, and it just felt like in the offensive zone, it's get Line A the puck in his shooting spot. So now that's gone. It's actually made Ehlers into a better player. So I'm taking Winnipeg uh, coming out of the Canadian division. You gave me your second-round matchups. Who do you have coming out? I don't know. It's, I'm putting you it's on the spot. Tough. Yeah, because you mentioned the goaltending. I mean, Toronto and Edmonton goaltending, you could kind of throw that out the window. Neither neither one really has great goaltending or, or it's just not consistent. I, it pains me to say it, but I do see the Leafs coming out of that. And the thing is, too, this is the year the Leafs are going to at least go far. And it, either way, it's funny because if they win it, then you can't have the celebration you want. The fans aren't going to be there. So it's not, it's not going to feel fully complete for the Toronto fans, but they'll argue it will. And then, yeah, if they don't win it, then you have your argument. You didn't have to go through Boston this time and you still couldn't get the job done. So I, honestly, I want to see the Leafs go almost all the way just so that the heartbreak is that much more stronger. All right, that's a real sicko maneuver. I just prefer <laughs> ah, yes. they, they lose right off the bat. So a couple notes on the Senators. Do you want to start with a Matteo or some post-practice uh, post comments that uh, caught your attention? Well, let's get uh, the Amadio stuff done first here. And yeah, our buddy Adeline 
James Martian really doing a deep dive on uh, Mike Matteo. So shout out to, to him for that. And yeah, he found a couple clips and this is all basic stuff, but just simple, nice plays of him with uh, good hockey IQ. Like he's not going to be a guy that's going to wow you, but he knows how to move the puck up ice. He's He's got some puck skills. I think it's just a, a scenario where he fell out of favor in LA and he needs a new change of scenery. So I think he can come to Belleville, make an impact. And DJ Smith even said the connection with him and Nick Paul is a good one. And that he, he's going to give him a chance to see what he's got at an NHL level at some point. So that'll be interesting to see when that happens, because I don't see him taking Clark Bishop's spot. That's for sure. No, me neither. I think that he is nothing more than a depth piece. And I say that nicely. He showed some high hockey IQ. He had that connection with Nick Paul where they were one, two in scoring for the Brampton, or should I say North Bay battalion? I just don't see where he's going to make an impact, but you could probably say the same about the guy he was traded for. So, uh, Matteo, yeah, if you want to go see that, check out at Liam's Martian. And then, uh, we'll finish up here with a couple notes kind of going full circle with the North Dakota stuff and Brady Kachuk had to make a similar decision, although he already finished his freshman year when he was drafted. So he decided after a summer of working out, he wasn't going to go, but Pilsy captain shit. He's not putting any pressure on the Nodak sense to join him. Yeah. And that's what you want to hear from Brady Kachuk. Like, obviously he would love to see these guys come up and play for him, right? Like any boost you can get would be great, but he just texts them all saying good luck and that if they want to talk, he's there as a helping hand. Like, that's just great stuff. Like, no pressure. I'm here as a resource if you need me. So, love seeing that from Brady Kachuk, Captain Shit, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. How about the Matt Murray situation? Because he was in goal at practice again today. Still hasn't been clear. But DJ Smith with a few interesting comments. Yeah, and this is the thing. Matt Murray was on the ice, so it's good that he can skate. But from what I know, it's an upper body injury. So that doesn't really say that he's ready to go yet. And DJ Smith said, Murray's a big priority for us. And when it's our time to turn the corner, he's our guy. And I said uh, in our locker room, we were talking about the Seattle expansion stuff. So if you missed that, you missed out on it make sure to follow along at locker room so you guys can get a chance to chat with us. I was saying that it's probably likely that the senators won't protect Murray just because they have some other younger prospects that look like they're going to be up and coming stars. But at the same time, you're expecting Seattle's not going to want to take on a contract that big, but I still hope Seattle doesn't end up scooping him up because if you're ready to turn the corner, you need to have a guy that's been through it and that you trust to get you there. Now, do the Senators trust Matt Murray yet? No, but it's been a bad season to start. Most of the games he played before he got injured were terrible team efforts. And he's had injury troubles, so he hasn't really had a consistent chance to prove himself. I still believe in Matt Murray, and I think if the Senators are ready to contend soon, they have to take a chance on him being their guy until one of the younger guys has had a little more experience and can show they are ready to play consistently at an NHL level. Yeah, well, we're going to find out sooner and later because it's crazy how long it's been, hey, since uh, since Matt Murray last played a game. Yeah, I mean, we've been through, what, four goalies since? So, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride for this Ottawa Center team. That's for damn sure. Gustafson was the first goalie off the ice at practice. No real other lineup notes to tell you about, but we will be all over it tomorrow on Locked On Senators. So here's how it's shaking out. The Senators will play the Montreal Canadiens at home where they have a record of 7, 1, and 3 over their last 11 
games and they've done quite well against Montreal this year. So full breakdown of that tomorrow, hopefully some signings to tell you about and a whole lot more. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.